Market Music with Fairbairn and Russell. Hello and welcome to the Market Musings podcast, where today we replace Scottish Kenny with Scottish Leah. Uh, Leah is uh, a young lady who uh, who works for Stockbox in the background, and today she is on the podcast instead of Kenny, uh, representing the uh, the Scottish. So, uh, so Leah, uh, welcome, and of course we also have our guest on today, um, Ren from uh, from SI Capital. So, um, so yeah, first of all. Leah, how are you? Welcome to the to your first podcast with us. Hi, Mark. I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yes, yes, doing well. It's it's great to have you on a podcast. We've worked together for uh, a number of months, so uh, it's good to to get you on 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 the podcast. And of course, we are on Zoom. We can see each other, which is actually the first time I've seen you. <laughs> in uh, <laughs> I know COVID times and all of that. COVID times. Zoom. COVID Zoom times. times. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But hopefully, there's light at the end of the tunnel there. And uh, and Ren, so uh, so Ren, you are the founder and the CEO of SI Capital. Is that right? That's right. Yes. Yep. I set the company up um, uh, eighteen years ago. Um, that uh, I think probably nineteen years ago, actually. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's been uh, a journey of establishing ourselves as as a sort of an independent. A small cap and retail broker. Yeah, over that, I think we finally got there. It took a bit of time, but <laughs> yeah, I didn't realise it was eighteen years. Actually, um, I didn't know it was it was that long long in the making. But I mean, the reason we we are doing this podcast today uh, with you with you and Leah is to do a podcast around um, around um, getting set up uh, with a broker or getting started with investing and perhaps break down some of the the barriers that, that people may uh, may have perceptions of uh, of getting started in the markets and and Leah is uh, our young uh, young employee who uh, who is looking to get in so it's that's why we have her on to uh, to sort of uh, have this sort of newbie uh, angle from it but um before we get into that um Ren I wonder if it's worth just having a few minutes just to perhaps talk a bit about your background you know where did you come from and, and what led you to to start uh, start uh, SI Capital um yeah well I, I I sort of started out uh you know I guess uh, originally just wandered down into London from Lincolnshire uh looking for work and um I eventually saw an advert uh after a few years of working in different industries recruitment and um shipping i was a shipping clerk for a long time um uh, but I, I i saw eventually saw uh an advert in the evening standard uh advertising for yeah, trainee stockbrokers and uh uh wound up working for a company called everett financial who were one of the early sort of small cap brokers um uh who who were kind of ahead of their time in that they they were supporting a lot of small cap uh micro cap companies uh by way of giving them the funding they required to then either list or to see out their their vision um and yeah that 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 introduced me to the small cap market it un- introduced me to uh well i think back then it was it was before the dot com era. It was uh, during the kind of biotech boom that I joined, okay. and um, and then you know we we witnessed uh, 
really learned, learned very quickly what it was to give money to a, a, a small a small business with a big vision. And occasionally you'd see some of these businesses, uh, small businesses turn into very big businesses quite quickly um, and see our investors make a lot of money. So it was quite, quite an education. And were you, uh, how did you find being a broker? Did you, know, did you were you a hard-nosed salesman? Uh, no, it was, it's always been relationships. Really interesting you, you asked that, Mark. I had uh, someone talking to me about this the other day because um, you, you really are 100% invested in the person you're uh, helping to, to in, uh, advising to invest into the market. Uh, you know, there's not much you don't know about them. You know where they work, you know, you know about their, a little bit about their personal life. And uh, you're traveling a journey almost like a, well, a partner, really, a mm-hmm. partner and sometimes a psychologist, you know, uh, sometimes a therapist, you know, because uh, there's all sorts of things that can happy, happen in the, in the journey, you know, obviously investment uh, of, of someone's money is something you have to take so seriously because you don't, you don't want as a broker or as an advisor, or as a human being to offer someone the opportunity invest, to invest in something and then, and then see them lose money. Mm-hmm. So we are as invested as uh, the, the, the client, as brokers. You know, you want you want your client to make money from the sort of stock that you're recommending to them. So hopefully, if you've got a really good team of analysts behind you that help uh, help select these stocks, then by the time the the client hears about the investment from you, the hard work's already been done. You know, the figuring out whether it's a good board of directors whether the business is any good at all, whether they've really, whether they own the technology or the asset that they say they own. All of this stuff has to be done probably, you know, two, three months before you as the broker are articulating the, the, the share that you are advising your client to purchase. It ha- that work has to have been done long before you're on, you know, recommending it to someone. We don't just pick the phone up and... Uh, throw a dart in the uh, stock market board and say, oh, I know, let's, let's recommend this to Mark mm-hmm. today because we've just spotted it today. Mm. It's a lot more detailed than that to get to that point. But it doesn't guarantee a success, you know. I mean, it, you can do all the research you like in the world, but in the end, uh, the, 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 once you've invested, the journey of the, of the share ha- has its own sort of uh, own, own sort of uh, path. Um, but if you have done the work correctly in the first place, then hopefully that, you know, by the time you're actually buying shares in the company, hopefully it, it, it will then see, see a, a decent performance. Mm-hmm. I hope that wasn't too much of a ramble, but that was just a, uh, no. probably a bit no i think it's 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 a good answer because there's definitely i think um some perceptions with with uh with brokers and maybe maybe two perceptions one is the fact that uh people perhaps don't feel they're they're perhaps wealthy enough to uh to get set up with a broker you know, it's sort of out of their league it's only for uh 
for people with with a with a large sort of cash position, for example. Um, but also there's the there's the perception I think that that, that some brokers um, are maybe well. BSers, you know, they they sort of pushing pushing rubbish just to 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 you know to get the sale in. And we spoke to uh, someone from uh, who used to work with um, uh, Jordan Belfort, um, uh, you know, from uh, yes, uh, I forget the name of the the broker, yeah, the Wolf of Wall Street guy. And of course, that film came out, and um, yeah, I mean, obviously, those guys weren't very honest, were they? You know, <laughs> um, but it's 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 good to hear that 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 yeah, you have that relationship with your client that you want the company the, the company that you're pitching them to to succeed as much as uh, as you want their your client's investment to uh, to succeed. So, what what led you to to starting SI and and you know do you do you still carry that sort of ethos um, through 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 the company today? Uh, yeah. Um, what led me to starting SI? I, I, I guess the, the the firm that I was working for in uh, the city, um, not 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 the firm that I mentioned originally, but another firm that I then moved on to. Um, I, I think I think when I set up SI, I had a vision of really looking after my clients and not and, and being proud of my work. You know. It was, Sometimes when you are in that square mile in the city, it's very easy to just um, stop seeing your customers as human beings as such, as always as people, you know. And I think what I wanted to do, and uh, this is why I originally set the, the head office, which is where I'm sitting now, uh, up in Surrey, Godalming, it's it's where I live. It's you know my my house is here. My children are here. All of my friends are here, and a lot I would say a good, you know, uh, eighty ninety percent of our original clients are, are all Surrey based. So I, I, I'm you know I'm of the you know old school thought that you know I actually quite like to physically know my investors. I like them to be able to wander in to our offices uh, to our. Uh, to meet me, to have a coffee, to chat. Uh, obviously, it's not just me anymore. There are a lot more, a lot more people now in my team. Um, but you know, um, you know, I, I, I was quite happy with that transparency. I think in London, in in some of the old old city firms, there was always a, um, a you know a, 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 an ambition to have thousands of clients. You know, and and to see them as little as possible. You know, so you know you. If you had, you know, um, uh, you know, you if you had sort of to be accountable, you you could quite easily be in London and not be accountable, if you know what I mean, because you don't, you rarely, rarely would your investors come all the way out mm. to the city to meet you. Mm-hmm. Here, I was aware that you know, uh, if I popped out for a sandwich at lunchtime and I'd uh, been a a scurrilous, uh, ruthless broker to my investors, well, I was quite likely to bump into them on the high street. Um, and so, you know, there's there's an element of you you, you want to do your job properly, you know. Um, and part of being in, you know, I mean, I've been a broker for over 25 years now, and you know, um, part of that really, you know, when you look at what why am I still in this industry, you know, uh, fundamentally, you you do the job because there's there's a you know there comes a joy in doing the job joy in doing it properly you know and uh a pride in it you know and uh 
It does not mean, and I wouldn't ever want any of your listeners to think this, but it does not mean that, you know, some of the shares that we've selected over the years haven't gone wrong. People haven't lost money. They, they have. But I think, you know, uh, overall, you know, we do a very good job. Uh, and when we get it right, we get it very right. But we get it right because we've done the research. Mm-hmm. We've done a heck of a lot of work before we make the recommendations. Mm-hmm. So being out in out here, you know, coming out here, why did I do it? Well, I, I, I wanted to separate myself from who all of the other firms that were out in the city. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, initially in the early days, you know, that probably meant that I didn't earn anywhere near as much as some of my contemporaries in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we've got a very successful office in Mayfair. Uh, we're branching out into Dubai. We've got ambitions to uh, uh, in out in Hong Kong and other parts of the world. We've got other products. But, you know, uh, fundamentally, it's all about having a good team, having customers that you want to represent. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't, I don't think if we, we don't want customers that, you know, are going to be, um, you know, uh, looking for whatever it is that the, the big city mm. brokers might offer them, you know, which mm-hmm. might be, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, over-promising. We can't over-promise. We have mm-hmm. to just be honest about what we, what we invest in. And occasionally some of the investments we make are, you know, you know, we, we literally hit it out of the park and the performance is outstanding and, and the, the city talks about us, but mm. those are the exception. They're not every investment we make. We, mm. we, you know, we hope if we make 40, 50% on, uh, uh, on something that we've recommended and it's taken two years to get there, well, that's still a great performance. You know, uh, mm. if we make 800% on something, then that's, outstanding but that's not going to be every recommendation that's going to be one in you know every 20 or 30 but it might you know but it will it does happen occasionally you know and uh yeah. we're in we're in an interesting time right now so yeah it, it it is an interesting time and and do you think then uh despite the growth which is obviously is obviously very good you you, you still want to hold true to those those values regardless of how how big the company may become yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. You know, we we don't we don't need. You know, at this stage, we, it's not about trying to uh, uh, grow the company exponentially. Mm-hmm. We, it's about just growing it. You know, uh, uh, in 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 a way that's sustainable. You know, I mean, we we I want I don't want my anyone that comes to work for SI Capital. I want them to be here in ten years' time. I don't want them to be thinking this is a a stepping stone to move somewhere else next year. I want them to have the same attribute, the same value that I had when I set up my mm-hmm. first two, three customers. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, those customers are still customers of mine today, mm-hmm. friends now. Um, and that's really what I expect from anybody that becomes a broker at SI mm-hmm. or a member of the admin team at SI um the back office the compliance team at si these you know we want we want good people we want people that that you know top to bottom uh are, are all thinking the same way as mm-hmm. you know, uh, 
as I did when we we set up. Mm. Um, yeah. And what was it? What was it like in the, in the early days, Ren? I imagine a lot of long hours would have been spent. <laughs> the long hours don't stop, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll tell you that now. The long hours are still there. Uh, what was it like? Well, you know, when I set the company up, I was on a whole load of uh, restrictive clauses from my previous company. So I, I, I literally started the company up with zero clients. Mm. And I spent uh, the first uh, two years, three years, um, networking at numerous um, breakfast clubs and lunch clubs. And, uh, you know, I, I, I used to phone... Uh, you know, I'd spend all day contacting all of the local accountants, solicitors, uh, financial advisors, and, and inviting them to to come to my office in Surrey uh, to meet me and to meet some of my early team. And um, so we gained, you know, each client with with some you know relevant amount of hard graft. It wasn't we didn't buy a data, a list of clients and suddenly acquire whole loads of people. It really was one by one um so yeah it's very different now because you know we 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 have uh, uh a very good client base uh, from that original foundation and um we have referrals coming in uh all the time like uh, uh you know really at quite a steady pace now uh from existing clients and uh and 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 from the internet i don't know how people have uh, that quite got hold of us through the internet, but we do get a lot of Google inquiries. Okay, uh, and uh, yeah, we're we're we you know we're keen to look after people as much as we can, but there's uh, only so many brokers here, so you know we 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 have to sort of try and make sure that we don't end up in that situation where you, you're not giving the same level of service mm. because you've got too many customers. Um, but we do offer, I think the best service in the country. I don't think anyone beats us for the way we look after our customers. Well, I can only speak from uh, from my experience. I, I am a client of, of SI and uh, I've had another um, uh, bespoke, let's say, or boutique broker um, in London and that was uh, the, the, the one called Beaufort, which uh, hit the headlines because of, <laughs> well, its demise um, in, in quite, a, quite a bad way, really. Um, and for my, what I can say from experience is that that yeah, dealing with SI is a much um, friendlier, a much more honest, um, not, not pressured approach than it was from dealing with with Beaufort, for example. The, the guy at Beaufort was very, you might say, typical salesman. You know, um, yeah. selling it up, you know, pushing you, you know, talking rubbish a lot of the time, you know, saying things like. Stock. This stock's moved twenty percent ready, to, ready uh, this week, and it's set to do more. Well, you know, it doesn't really work for me that kind of approach. You know, it, it doesn't feel genuine. It just feels like it's another tick in the box, um, just to get some money out of me. And, and once it's done, it, it, it's kind of done. You know, and it might work or or, or it might not. But with SI, it, it does feel far more personable. You know, um, whether you know when I ring up, the guys genuinely know who I am, but they certainly sound like they do. And I say it's Mark Fairben <laughs> here. They say, "Oh, hi, Mark. How are you?" <laughs> you know, um, and whenever they ring me for for anything else, it, it's you know. It's always very, it's always, a, it's a nice, I don't, you know, I like to answer the phone call and then I usually will say thanks very much and, uh, you know, let me think about it for a bit because I don't like to make a decision, uh, you know, sort of on the on the spot. And that's fine then, you know, it's it's a nice way of um, of being well, expert. I don't think it's right 
to ever pressure someone to invest mm -hmm. in any any stock at all. In fact, it really goes against the the grain of the kind of the, the regulator's principles anyway. Mm. Um, but actually, it should go against your your own principles. I mean, I, I really don't don't want to pressure you into in you know if I'm a if I'm a half decent broker, the last thing I want to do is pressure you into investing in a a stock. Uh, you're then buying it almost against your will, but you know uh, because you're being browbeaten into buying it because it moved 20% and it's going to move another 20%. No one knows what it's going to do next. Um, it has to be that you personally, having heard the pitch, uh, like the story and that you actually want to invest in it. And if that's the case, then there's, you know, we're all in it on the same terms. You know, you've bought it, we've recommended it, you've bought it because you like the story and you know, if the price goes down, well, you're not going to feel very bad about that. If mm. the price then shoots up, you're going to feel well vindicated. You know, this mm. went well. But the, the journey is, uh, as I described, uh, being a therapist earlier on to our investors, because, you know, uh, once you've built a sort of a portfolio for an investor and, and you, you know, you, you bought, you know, call it, you know, five, six, seven different stocks, each stock is going to have a good day and a bad day. No, they don't all go up in one straight line, you know. So, you know, there, there's often, as the broker, you are kind of often updating clients. Most of our days spent updating clients on existing positions. So you do, you do have to kind of uh, make sure that the, the customers feel updated. That even if a share price has gone down, that they're not suddenly panicking and they're not suddenly mm -hmm. worried. You know, um, because that is that's the journey of any stock market, really, anywhere around the world. Mm -hmm. um, mm. If you do come across a market that only goes up, let me know. I'll, I'll be investing in that <laughs> exactly. one as well. Yeah, exactly. So let's um, let, let's 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 move it on to uh, to talk about um, yeah, getting started and in investing, and indeed getting started um, with a broker like like yourself. Um, of course, there is the. Um, the sort of way to do it just independently, which would be through, um, I think they're, they're referred to as nominee accounts, which is the likes of sort of Hargreaves Lansdowne, very popular one, lots of people, lots of private investors hold hold hold, uh, hold stock through them. Of course, Interactive Investors, another one, um, AJ Bell, there are, you know, there are loads, the Share Centre, you can you can pretty very easily set, set one of those uh, accounts up. You go through the the disclaimers. You accept the risks and, and all those things, and then you're sort of you're free to you're free to go. Um, and then, of course, there's, there's, the, there's the bespoke um, broker uh, route. But um, I might just bring uh, bring Leah in here. Maybe Leah, maybe um, do you want to set the scene a little bit of sort of you know what what you were thinking? Um, you sort of said you might want to be getting into investing and. Uh, yeah, set the scene. You know what? What? What are your sort of uh, early thoughts on on investing and, and getting started? Yeah, I mean, so I think one one of the kind of main things for me is that it it can be quite intimidating, and there's a lot of information out out there that you know you can do your research and stuff. But I think there's maybe a little bit of a stigma with investing sometimes that it's only like really rich people, um, you know, really affluent people that. That can invest with loads and loads and loads of money um so i think i think it can be intimidating which i think ren a lot of what you've just said is actually really reassuring it's nice to hear 
you know what you're saying about kind of caring about each each individual and wanting them to invest in what they want to invest in and stuff um i think maybe one of my questions would be what what are the benefits of having a kind of you know bro a boutique broker um for for everyone i suppose but maybe mainly for for someone that's new to investing is it is there is there a benefit to that if you're if you're a total newbie like myself <laughs> I think certainly, um, Leah, I think in the, for someone that's just starting the journey, um, you know, having a personal broker, uh, it is going to give you uh, a lot more of an education as such in terms of, you know, you're starting a journey, having not invested before, um, into a, a different a world of, 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 of putting your money at risk. Now, when we put our money at risk, I think it's 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 worth starting to understand certain principles behind investing, whether it's um, you know understanding right you know uh, the, the the company that you're about to put money into. Uh, why should we? You know what what are the what are the basic rules that we or checklist? What's the basic checklist that we want to go through when? before we put our money into a share and it it it'll be a blend of things it might be you know uh, a reflection on the sector you know so is this the right sector for me to be investing in right now let's look at the big picture in the world you know uh high streets have been dying recently do we want to invest in a, a share that's a retail share that's got shops on the high street maybe not Maybe actually right now, pharmaceutical shares that are developing new drugs to beat coronavirus. I'm just giving you the, the, the most basic example, but you know you might you might just look at the sector and say, what is the right sector for me to think about investing in? And it could be that. It could be battery technology for electric cars. Is that more worthwhile investing in, or should I? be investing in coal mines, you know, because, you know, the future's uh, all about emissions. Well, we know it isn't. So actually, already we've got a little, a little sort of range of an idea, a check part of the checklist to look at. Then you might look a little bit deeper into the individual company, look at its share price historically. Where's the share price today? If the share price historically has been very high and today the share price is very low but actually this is a company that's in the right sector you know uh, then actually maybe now is the time to be investing in that company at this time conversely of course if the share price was very low two years ago and right now it's at the highest price it's ever been and your broker is advising you buy it or you're thinking of buying it well maybe just by looking at that chart, you might say to yourself, you know what, I think I've probably missed the boat on this. How much higher is this thing going to go? Because it was 2p two years ago, and now it's 50p, you know, and it's actually at its height. So, you know, that is, a, a again, another part of your checklist, another little measuring step. Then you might look, again, at the actual uh, more deeply as, as point three on your checklist. You might say, well, let me look at, the board of directors. Who are these people that run this company? And actually, what companies have they been associated with in the past that 
I can have a look at. And if I have a look at those companies and those companies that they worked at in the past or they were directors of in the past have been successful, well, maybe this is a guy I want to back. Again, on the flip side of that, if they've got a track record of having been involved with half a dozen companies that have all gone bust, well, maybe this isn't the company for you to invest your money into. So there are many other parts of that checklist that I won't go through now, but my brokers will always go through this with a new investor. And guess what? Initially, this will all be new to you, but in a year's time, you'll sound like an expert because you will now start quoting to us, okay, can you tell me a little bit about this, the director's uh, background? I want to know about the historic sort of share performance and uh, uh, why, why is this sector of any interest to us going forward? So these are the, these are the things that I think you won't get if you are simply click, signing up online to a share trading platform for the first time and uh, trying to figure it all out yourself. Your broker will articulate this stuff to you from day one. Uh, a good broker will. will go through that on day one, and you know, hopefully you start to pick up on the, on the reasons why we invest in certain companies. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's brilliant. That's all really helpful. Um, I definitely, it's really helpful for me, and I think uh, our listeners will definitely enjoy kind of hearing about that. Um, off the back of that then, and I mentioned this earlier, do you need to have a huge big cash position to open an account or can anyone do it or is it kind of somewhere in the middle? What would your advice um, be for that? Yeah, I mean, look, anyone can do it. In reality, you know, you, you wouldn't want to be investing, you know, to start a portfolio off. It, you know, I mean, the, the, I would be looking at probably the ISA amount. If you were going to start a, a portfolio off, you might say, well, let, let me open an ISA. Now, there's sort of, um, you know, uh, maximum you can invest into an ISA on an annual basis is £20,000 at this point. Now, with £20,000, you could probably invest in about four, maybe five different companies. Uh, you know, you can just split that up. It might be two, you know, you know two to, 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 to four grand per, uh, per company, you know. Um, so you could build yourself a little bit of diversity in a share portfolio um, by investing, you know, in four, five, six companies with, with £20,000. So the advantage of investing in an ISA, of course, is that any profits you make uh, will be capital gains tax-free, so they're free of any tax. You do pay tax on any dividends, but that's normally fairly minimal and fairly irrelevant because hopefully you're, you're going to turn your £20,000 into a significantly larger amount of money over the years. So 20000 would be your starting point, Leah, to answer your question. Yeah, okay, brilliant, thank you. And um, you mentioned before about a good and a bad broker. Can you go into a bit more detail on that? What 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 would someone like me want to look out for, you know, or, you know, even a, a seasoned investor, what would you say are the key points that you, you want to kind of look out for when you're... When you're I, I would say, certainly in terms of, you know, a bad broker is going to impose his ideas on you. Uh, 
and he's going to probably want you to invest uh, a larger amount of money than you feel comfortable investing. So we go on that <laughs> sort of, that's your starting point. H hopefully uh, a good broker is someone you can connect with that you trust, that you don't feel you're being uh, uh, harassed by, you know, uh, that you don't feel belittled by. Um, I think it's the same in, the same rule is true in life, isn't it? You mm. know, we, you know, we, we, you know, the people we associate with are the people that we don't feel, you know, uh, bullied by. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I would always reflect back to you, you know, you, you, your instincts are normally right. You know, someone's, you know, uh, a, a good broker is like a, a, a you know, uh, a good friend, hopefully, you know, uh, that they are a professional. Hopefully they, they, they're going to, uh, um, you know, monitor your, your needs, uh, understand your needs, understand your objectives, understand your financial circumstances. As a starting point, they need to know that stuff. Yeah, because, of course, you know, there's no, you know, uh, a, a, good, a good broker should understand that if you haven't got a lot of money to risk or if you can't afford to take a lot of risk, then they should reflect that in what they advise you to buy. So um, a bad broker won't be bothered about any of that. They'll just tell you to uh, invest in everything and invest big. Mm. <laughs> That's not what we do. <laughs> and do SI do SI have um, control of 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 the investments? Is it you know is it, is it will will you buy and sell for the client? Yeah. Well, what we we uh, ours is uh, uh, everything is done with dialogue and agreement. We mm. don't push a button and sell until we've had a conversation with you about why we think it's worth selling. And we, after we've had that conversation, it's really over to you to say, okay, I agree with your thoughts and I'm happy to sell mm -hmm. or buy. We're not, you know, we, 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 we work as an advisor to you. We are, you know, we're essentially your um, uh, manager, your employee, you're, you're the one that's, Give, giving us the green light to do the things with your money that you want us to do because you trust our judgment mm -hmm. you know uh, mm -hmm. in the same way that if you went to your gp and he said you know i think you should you know uh drink more herbal tea and do a little bit more exercise well it, it, that's his guidance and it's up to you to then do it mm. you know um and that's us same mm -hmm. thing you know we we will give you the guidance on what we think you should buy and when we think you should sell things but it's it's your call to give us the green light to press the button on your behalf. Yeah. Okay. And and with the the sort of the twenty thousand you mentioned earlier is a good kind of pot. Is that something that you would need then to just in order to open an account um, with SI or or is that? Yeah. A... I, I mean, yeah. We you. I suppose uh, you know uh, an average account with SI is probably uh, a, a bit higher than that. Probably. Mm north of 50,000. Mm -hmm. um, but as I think in regard to helping a new investor get started on the journey, um, you know, 20,000 is enough to get you started on that journey. Mm -hmm. um, we can open an ISA tomorrow. You've got 12 months to put 20,000 pounds into it mm -hmm. to get your full yearly allocation. Therefore, 
if we open an account for you tomorrow, uh, you could throughout the year, as we make the recommendations, you could put the 20,000 in over the course of the year, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we might say, well, uh, once your ice is open, uh, we might phone you up and say, actually, there's, there's investment number one has come up, Mark, and we think you should invest no less than £4,000 in um, uh, a small pharmaceutical company called mm -hmm. ABC. And um, you would then say, okay, I'm going to take £4,000 out of my bank account and I'm going to put it into my ISA account so that you can buy that share form. Um, and then we might have that same conversation with you, uh, you know, five more times. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you, you've then got your full 20,000 into your ISA fully invested, but you might have done it in four tranches of, or five tranches of four grand mm. uh, a time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you didn't, you wouldn't have to start with your full 20,000 straight mm -hmm. away, mm -hmm. um, but you can, you know, so you've got options. That you've got twelve months to get your ISA fully funded. Okay, okay. And and what um what actually happens then then Bren when uh, you know how how does it work? I mean, with the nominee account, you obviously do your own research and you or you don't in some cases, um, but you you pick a share and you buy it. But uh, what um how does it work with you? I mean, presumably it starts with the phone call to the client. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, set, setting up the account is very very easy nowadays it used to be a lot more um you know uh time consuming but you know apart from three you know we go through a questionnaire with you uh that's done over the phone one of my team would give you a call uh just so that we can establish what your circumstances are mm -hmm. are what your attitude to risk is what your financial uh experience has been in the past in terms of investment so we go through that we then need a copy of your passport or I, an I, a form of ID, a copy of a bank statement and a copy of a utility bill. Uh, and these can all be, um, you know, uh, attained quite quickly and we can have your account set up within 24 hours. Mm -hmm. You then get an account number, a login number, so, uh, and you get allocated a broker um, and... Um, Hopefully that, that relationship is immediately uh, one that you're comfortable with. If it weren't, then, you know, we could allocate you to somebody else. But mm -hmm. it rarely, rarely, that is a rare, rare event. Um, you, once you start investing, you can then, through your mobile phone or through uh, the computer, through your computer browser, mm -hmm. uh, log into your share portfolio and see your portfolio build and see what the value is today, what the value is now, mm. um, and how much cash you've got available on it and so forth. So, okay. yeah, we're, we're, you know, it's uh, no different to online banking once mm. you're set up. You'd have, a, you'd have a manager that you talk to regularly and you'd have access to see your statements. Mm -hmm. So, of course, if you're doing it yourself, in like a nominee account, for example, you are you're effectively buying stock, you know, secondhand stock, stock that's already out there um, to build your portfolio. With a broker like SI, then uh, do, are you offering the same thing you know, to, to buy existing stock? Because uh, I've heard of things, you know, placings as well. Um, is there a mix between sort of new stock that the company wants to issue to, to raise funds and existing stock? How, how does it sort of work? Yeah, 
Yeah, so there's the secondary market. Um, I mean, yes, we, we can buy any share on the stock market for you. Um, so no different to if you went online and set up an online account, you, you wanted to buy Marks and Spencers or BP or mm -hmm. AstraZeneca, you can buy those shares with an SI account. But equally, uh, because we are broker to over 25 companies listed on the AIM market, mm -hmm. occasionally some of those companies will be issuing new stock uh, by way of a placing. Um, and you will have a, you can uh, if suitable uh, you can have access to that if it's appropriate to your circumstances okay. that's higher risk than main market stock but it obviously it's the uh, it, it tends to be what most people that approach us are, are interested in mm. um, because of the potential returns so you're doing both then you're offering placing stock but also yeah second hand stock based on an investment you think is 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 a yes. good buy yeah okay okay and um, and how does it work with the placing then? Do you what, what do you have to make a, a pitch to the to the client? Um, yeah, so you know we we if if a small pharmaceutical company, I keep using that example, but just yeah. just to keep on topic, um, if they were to approach us and say, look, we we need we need four million pounds to advance the uh, uh, drug trials that are for our a new COVID drug, mm -hmm. um, you know, we would then, you know, having done our due diligence with the company and with the drug trials they're talking about, uh, once we've established that we think it's, it's absolutely, um, uh, you know, uh, solid and everything we, we see about it, we like, we would then approach our network of clients. Um, and we would, basically present to them what what we know about the company and the drug trials but uh, we we would also be offering to them essentially new stock um which might be at a discount to the price that the stock is trading at on the stock on the market at the time so if let's say this the, the this company's shares are currently trading at 20p mm -hmm. uh they're in uh, they they're offering to incentivize people to give them the four million pounds might be uh to offer new shares at eighteen p mm -hmm. um so we will go to our investors and say, look you know this company uh, uh you know they want four million we we've done our research we like what we've seen we think they des they, that we should give them the four million we're recommending you buy x thousand pounds worth of their shares of their new shares for 18 pence per share. Mm -hmm. And by the way, there's something called a warrant that they're offering. Mm. They're offering you a warrant. A warrant is simply a, an instrument that allows the company to issue more shares in the future, but at a price that is determined and agreed today. So sticking with the price examples I've given you, the shares are trading at 20p. We're issuing new shares at 18p because they need their 4 million quid, but they're also adding an, an additional incentive and they're saying you can have a warrant which gives you the right to buy more shares in the any time for the next two years or three years, but you will agree a price today that you can pay 28p for them 
mm-hmm. at whatever price they what, so wherever the price goes to in the future you you're you've got a guarantee to be able to buy them again mm-hmm. at 28p mm-hmm. so if the drug trials are successful um they they get their four million they do their drug trials they're successful share price goes to 50p you've not only made a uh, your profit on the original shares that you've bought at 18p but you've also still got this document that says that for every share you bought you're allowed to buy another share at 28p um in the future mm-hmm. so once the share price has gone past mm. 28p it you might decide to exercise your right to buy some more shares mm-hmm. at 28p mm-hmm. because the price is now 50p mm. and therefore you know uh, that's one of the benefits of being able to access a placing via a company like si capital mm. yeah so you get the perhaps the cheaper price than if you went straight to the market and bought them and and the bonus of of warrants as well which is great yeah yeah um and, and I think the, the interesting thing there mark is that even the moment you get you have access to be able to buy uh shares at a discount and be offered the shares directly by uh by the broker um quite often the only reason the company is raising money is because something exciting is about to happen mm. and you're in before the rest of the uh investing public are in because mm. you've got this mm-hmm. unique direct relationship with a broker that has the ability to say to you well actually i I can get you in on something very new uh and it's a unique opportunity to you Mm -hmm. as an investor not not to the whole country Mm -hmm. you know so only clients of si or clients of the broker uh, of the company are the ones that are going to get to hear that they're about to do a drug trial Mm -hmm. um and that uh they've potentially got a cure for covid Mm -hmm. so it's quite um quite interesting and exciting kind of uh, way to invest but it does come with a huge caveat that uh, these things are normally very sort of risky in that you know the companies are small companies and uh, uh, the money they're raising doesn't guarantee that they're going to get the cure for covid at all mm. it just it just it just allows them to 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 travel that journey and hopefully they get the right result mm. um yeah it's it's um it's for that reason that i would i would, you know uh, everything comes with a risk warning yeah you know we, we 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 have to make sure that you know you as an investor aren't putting your life savings yes. on the line into this one investment yeah uh, going back to your days of uh, working where or being a client of another broking company that is why we 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 really don't want to um uh you know advise you uh push you uh or bully you into anything because things you know every investment can still go wrong and it, it can't be that you've been bullied into it mm-hmm. so, there you go no That's i think it, and it's it's an important point though because a lot of the time you see in the on the sort of the chat boards or the chat groups that people people buy into the story of a company particularly in in sort of uh, mining exploration which which is where I, I tend to find uh, my interest and people um they, they buy into the story um and then the company will do a placing 
and then they'll feel a bit annoyed that they perhaps weren't offered the chance to to participate because they they feel that they do want to support the company they they are happy to part with more money to further advance exploration of uh, of what of what, what that company is doing um but the only way really to have exposure to to that is is with a broker like yourself um so i think it's really important that uh, that it, it, for people to understand that um to have access to that kind of uh, opportunity really only comes from from having a broker and and, and I would and I hope and I'll ask Leah for her opinion in a minute that uh, we've perhaps um, helped to break down some of the barriers that the people might have had associated with with setting up a broker um but but I mean from from your point of view then Leo how how do you feel I mean do you think Ren is a, a trustworthy chap do you you know would you would you be happy to uh, to sign up and uh, you know believe him and and part with your money or do you feel it's uh, still a little bit alien yeah no absolutely uh, Ren you've sold yourself well I would definitely trust you um no I think I think that's been brilliant I feel like a lot of my questions uh, or even anxieties, I suppose, about you know taking the plunge have have been answered, which is really good. I think, like I said earlier, it can be really intimidating, especially if you've not come from a, a background where maybe like family members have invested or anything. I, no one in my family invests, so um, yeah. it, it's quite it's quite a new world to kind of come into, and there's all the different terms and rules and you know stuff so it's, it's a lot to get your head around but I think um, for me this has been really useful uh, and I would imagine anyone in my position or a similar position um, would definitely find uh, your advice and your your input very useful Ren so yeah definitely. Well there's there's no there's no um, it's not it's not it's not that com- complicated but it is it does require that you have someone that can just explain some of the terms and so forth that you know in truth we it's like everything in life you kind of get used to a new vocabulary don't you mm-hmm. um and you know i i've I, you know i've only got to spend 10 minutes with my children to realize there's a whole different vocabulary uh of acronyms and so forth that are used in uh in in uh, the younger generation that i'm still uh trying to get my head around um but you know, look, I, I, you know, I didn't, um, I, I think when I, uh, 30 years ago, or whatever, when I, I heard about stock market and so forth, it was complete mystery to me. Um, you know, I, I'm a, a kid from a council estate in Lincolnshire. So, you know, uh, I didn't go to university and uh, I, I've, I've sort of, you know, uh, you know, I, I suppose it was never predestined that this was the, uh, career that I was going to have. Um, but having spent as long as I have spent in it, I, you know, I think that it, it, it's right to demystify it for people because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, everyone should have access to a broker, really. Everyone should have access to investment opportunities and have the opportunity to, 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 to make money yeah. in the public markets, mm-hmm. in the public stock market. Why not? Exactly. You know, um, uh, you know, there's there's no. I mean, now there's. You know, I'm I'm always still surprised by certain things. I'm always still learning, but in the main, most of um, most of the decisions around how we invest and what we invest in, you know, they can be taught quite easily. And I would say, you know, by if if anyone had the uh, 
time and effort to, or time and uh, to, to to spend you know uh, a year just uh, listening to me or any of my brokers and I think they'd very quickly start to understand it and and wouldn't find it so intimidating in, in the end mm. so um yeah very happy to look after anybody that that, that is interested uh, in stepping into this world no I think I think that that's that's great, Ren, and, and and it's very it's very you touched on an po- important point there, where sort of everyone should have access to uh, to a broker, and I completely agree. You know, there is this uh, stigma around it. A lot of people think it's only for the wealthy, and you know that they'll never get involved. It's something they can't understand. They it's completely out of their league, but. You know, um, it isn't because it's just ordinary people, you know, like me, like Leah, like you when you got started, you know, who who really just want to, well, make make some money, really, you know, to to to, to improve improve their um, their life, to improve their their net worth, to enable them to do things that, you know, they always wanted to do, perhaps. Um, and I remember it stuck with me for many many years when I was at school. Uh, my 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 D and T teacher, um, and I was sawing away, and he was talking to uh, to one of the technicians, and I didn't catch all of the conversation, but but very end, he said, um, "Yeah, money makes money. You just got to have the guts to uh, to use it." And it's and I, th- I listened to it, and I thought, hmm, you know, that's that's a really uh, it's a really important thing to say, and I never really actioned it until many years later. But it's very true, you know. You put your money to work, you know. You you invest your money, and and it creates more wealth, you know. Um, and and yeah, for anyone can do it. I think is the point I want to make. Um, it it's not something to be scared of. You can get started and effectively start, yeah, bettering your life. And I wonder, Leah, what is it? Just just a final point. What what is it that? Why are you interested? What is it that uh, interests you and entices you to to getting involved? Considering that there's there's no family history of it um i wonder if it's is it just working with us or is there uh, is there something that sort of piques your interest in it more um i've always been very good at saving i've always saved my money um quite obsessively like i really <laughs> try and you know anytime i get a wage or whatever i try and put like a, a big chunk of it away since i've been working since i was like 14 <laughs> so i've mm-hmm. always just saved as much as i possibly can so I think from that point of view, I have always had a bit of an interest in investing. And then obviously, yeah, working with you guys has has piqued that. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, just just the a bit of intimidation about it and unsure about it and trying to learn um, has kind of held me back. But I think it's something I'll do. Um, but yeah, I would I would say because I like to save and, you know, I think instead of just having that money sitting there, mm. like you said, you know, it to work and and mm. try and maximize that as much as possible yeah yeah and it's not doing much in the bank at the moment <laughs> yeah no definitely not <laughs> um listen that that's been great that there were some other points i wanted to uh, to bring in but we're coming up on on nearly an hour here so i think we should probably uh probably uh probably call it and maybe maybe ren we we can arrange something in the future and, and catch up again but uh i think from me uh thank you very much ren for your time um it's nice to have uh met you virtually for the first time um and, and a great chat um and unless leah you've got any final questions um i think we can uh, we can say goodbye yeah no i think uh i think i'm all good as well excellent okay well thank you very much ren thank you thank you both no problem and uh yeah speak again soon thanks then bye-bye bye-bye thank you for listening to another podcast from market musings with fairben and russell tune in next time